Hello, hello, everyone. It's your girl, Koji, and we are back for another episode of Conversations. Today's guest is Miss Toni Bryce. You know her as actress, advocate, Miss Ballroom Diva, and I cannot wait to get into all of it. How are you doing, Miss Toni? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a traveling day, so you know I'm a little tired, but I'm doing good. I'm blessed. Yes, yes. Well, I'm good. I am wonderful. I was just telling you, I was watching the Love is Blind reunion mm-hmm. and drinking a little libations. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking out the time, though, because like you said, you've been traveling today, but you coming on with me. I appreciate you taking out the time. Seriously. Well, thank you for inviting me. So I appreciate you for thinking uh, of me. <laughs> of course, of course, dear. So usually I do a little introduction, but mm-hmm. I also like for you to introduce yourself. So tell my audience. Um, oh my God, it's so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think first and foremost, um, I, I'm an actress. Um, I'm an advocate, you know, I'm a a community health advocate, I should should say. I'm an um, activist specifically for Black trans folks. Um, I am a ball kiki, ballroom legend. Um, I am um, a co <clears throat> excuse me, a community captain with Vive Healthcare. I am a prep ambassador for Black Women's Health Imperative. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's a little bit about me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Question, I want to ask you, what makes a ballroom legend? Mm. What makes a ballroom legend, honey? Is that comp wins or what? You know, it's a it's a combination of things. It's a combination of um, being consistent, consistently out on the floor. It's a combination of time out on the floor, wins out on the floor, moments mm. out on the floor. Um, even creating rivalries that'll, you know, create more moments and keep people talking for years and years and years. Um, so yeah, just, just having a, a dominant presence within your category is what really makes you a legend. But the biggest part is doing all of that, but having consistency because it does take time to become a legend. It's not something you become overnight or within one or two years. Right. Right. At minimum, it's four years. In mainstream, at minimum, it's around between six to eight years. So, oh wow, you have to be consistent for a long time before you yeah. get roses, and that's the minimum. So, some people wait even more than that to even get their roses. Um, but I would say those are a few things that make you a, a legend. And then when you when you get when you get to legend, you know, you probably already done community things. You probably already been a parent or prince, princess, whatever, but when you are reaching your iconic status, that Mm -hmm. is more about what you do off the floor and what you do for community. I love that. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I definitely will circle back around to the ballroom culture because, yeah, definitely high key interest in that. So let's get into your journey, ma'am. Okay. So you are, like you say, you are a woman of the 
trans experience, mm-hmm. correct? Is that how you express it, right? Did I say yeah. that correctly? You okay. Did. I just add black. You know, I'm a black woman of trans experience. And black I, and I say it that trans- way because when you meet me, you meet me at my intersection of being black and being a woman. And if you don't uh-huh. know trans, then you don't. And if, you, if, if we have dialogue mm-hmm. and you can't catch it or clock it, then you do what I tell you later, then you know. But yeah, that's how okay. I um, identify I'm a black woman of trans experience. Exactly. And when did you know? When did you know? Did it take some time for you to come into your own? Did you know early on that you were different? Did you feel different? Mm-hmm. How did you come into oh. you? So I'll explain how I explain it for me. I feel like a lot of times when people tell this their story, they equate it to, oh, I played with Barbie dolls and oh, I liked this color. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never that for me. Um, mm-hmm. I did play with dolls, not because I couldn't or didn't want to. I like trains and buses. I had a fascination with trains and buses. I don't, I would play Grand Theft Auto and only get on there to drive the buses. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. when I was a kid, my, my bus driver, Miss Mimi, she drove a flat nose bus. And so I was like, I want to be a bus driver because I seen her do it. Mm-hmm. And I just had that curiosity. So I just want to make that clear that it's not about those kind of, I guess, developmental things. But for me, the number one thing is it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual journey. And um, we always talk about, you know, we're these spiritual beings having this earthly experience. And I feel like um, for me, my spirit is, is a divine feminine spirit. Spirit. And in order for that divine feminine spirit to shine on the outside, you know, I just have to find my way. And so when I was younger, I've always um, flowed in my um, divine feminine. Always, mm-hmm. always. Like from a always. kid, memories I don't even have because I was too young to have. Mm-hmm. And I was pictures. Um, so I've always operated in my divine feminine. And um, I would say when I knew um, that that divine feminine for me would translate in a physical realm as a woman um, of trans experience, but just a woman in general, you don't even know about transness, you know, in the 90s and all that stuff, as in, at least in my um, was, um, I would probably say around... I always say like five or six ish time frame, and um, that's when I knew that something was. I wasn't like the other kids who were who had my assignment at birth. Um, I wasn't like them. I didn't. I didn't like sports, but when I played it, I was great. But I also mm-hmm. had great handwriting. I had you know this long hair and um, yeah, I. I just always operated out of my divine feminine. So for me, like I said, it's a spiritual thing and it's not necessarily the behavior, the developmental behavior stuff. Right. And all that. People try right. and I was never touched or molested and all in, and all of that. Right. Because, like, yeah. you know, people, people try to make us, our, people try to validate or not even really validate, but try to give an excuse of our existence to, to some kind of trauma we face. And that yeah. means we were touched or something. Thank God. And I know a lot of people have, but thank God I never experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't about Barbie dolls. It, was, it wasn't about that. It was my divine feminine. And so I'm mm-hmm. very clear about that. And so, um, yeah, that that's, and, and I would say it was that early. Now, when I first seen, now, when I first knew that this was possible, 
right. was when I was in middle school and I had met um, two women of trans experience who were twins actually. Mm. Um, and they both had transitioned and those are the first women of trans experience I had ever met. And that's when I knew this was possible. Prior to that, I didn't know this was possible. I just knew, you know, I operate out of, out of a divine feminine. Even though I didn't even have the language back then, I understand the language now, you know? So I, I didn't know it was possible. But when I met them, I was like, oh, okay. All right. So it, it let me know that, okay, so not only... You know, um, do I know that my spirit is a, is a, a divine feminine spirit, but I also can make a transition physically um, mm -hmm. to to allow them to align and connect, and so she can mm -hmm. feel comfortable in, in this body. Right. Mm -hmm. And do you do you have any like resources that can help people? who aren't able to afford like because i imagine that transitioning is expensive like am i right in saying that like i haven't done the research mm -hmm. but the pills and the procedures mm -hmm. i mean do you know any resources oh. that will help with that so um, transitioning is definitely, um, a, 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 is, is you, <laughs> definitely a journey on the listen, finance. Listen. Um, and, and actually that's partly why I, my transition waited, I waited so long because those mm. first girls I did meet, they were doing things that, that I, that didn't align with who I was. So I felt like if I wasn't going to do those things to be who I am, mm -hmm. um, then I couldn't do it. And so I internalized that I needed to do those things. And so to your point, um, I didn't even I didn't even transition into my 20s because for so long I was like, oh, I thought I had to do this, that, and the other. And you don't. And so the number one thing I want to tell people is, is one, is not about appeal. Your womanhood is not an appeal or a shot. It's mm. just not. Um, is it going to help you? Sure, it's gonna soften your skin. It might give you some little, you know, develop fat and in certain mm -hmm. areas of your body is gonna grow, you know, breast. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're if you're operating out of your divine feminine, then it's a mental process, it's a mental thing first. We we get so consumed with the the medical and the physical that we forget that it's a mental thing first. And that's why you see these detransitioning stories because mm -hmm. they wanted to romanticize who they thought they were, but they didn't do the work here first. They didn't do the work there first. Um, so there are resources. One, you can always go to any local agency within your hometown, LGBT agency, um, and kind of allow them to lead you to resources. Because, okay. you know, different places are different things. Some states are right. red states, some are blue. Um, and then there are also uh, grants, um, so, some grants you can grant, scholarships, if, if I'm saying it right, some grants or scholarships um, that you can sign up for as well, where they grant people money for surgeries. Um, and if you live in New York, baby, everything free. You just need to go sign up for- um, That's a, amazing. You know, a Medicare. And so, but in the South, in the South, so so that's also another point. It depends on where you are, which that makes right. a physical and medical transition more expensive um, than other places. Because in New York- 
pennies. Here, you got to save. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm in Texas, so, yeah. Right, right. So you the, already the law, listen, the law signing is signing over here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you you know that. Yeah. Right? In Georgia and Florida and all the states. I mean, mm-hmm. the legislation is unfortunately very much against our community right now. So um, and it has been for a long time. So um yeah, that's good to know. Thank you for putting that information out there, especially for the people who live in New York and going if you're in other states, going to your local LGBTQ centers um, and looking out for resources. Yeah. So I want to transition, speaking of transition, to um, <laughs> go to your career. I know because I've talked to you before mm-hmm. okay, on the other radio show, um, mm-hmm. your love of theater, mm-hmm. your love of theater yeah. and, and, and your passion for that. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you started theater? Um, so technically, my very first play, I was in elementary and I was Santa mm-hmm. Claus. My God, man, I'll never forget that. And I always remember I had to say, ho, ho, ho. I don't, Merry Christmas. I don't know what else I had to say, but I remember that part for some reason. Um, uh, But where it became something that I chose that I wanted to be involved, it would have been high school. Um, Mm. I went to a high school that had, for my first two years, that lost, um, they lost their accreditation. And so Mm. they lost their accreditation and they did not have theater. So when they lost their accreditation, my mom, she was like, yeah, we're, we're taking y'all out of the school. We're going to put y'all in a school that has accreditation. Um, And thank God for McClure Senior High School, because they did have obviously their accreditation, but they also had a theater department. So that's when it would have started in 2007 when I was a junior um, in, uh, so 2007, 2008, when I was a junior, my junior year and my first show, November, 2007 was a Christmas Carol. And I didn't immediately start off on stage. I started off that show. I was a dramaturg. So that's like a person, like a marketing person, a per- marketing, um, everything that dealt with like administration, so to speak in public, okay. marketing, like all of that. So I was a drama, the dramaturg for that. And then that would that would really open the door for my theater journey. And so last two years of high school is where I got um, a lot of my theater experience. And so, yeah, that's where I would have started. And then from there, did you do you did background? Right. And then you just kind of worked your way up. Well, not necessarily. Um, After I graduated high school, I went to college. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do any um, theater or filming. But what I did do was I was a host of a lot of shows, Greek shows, suit organization shows. Yes. So I was a host. And while that doesn't, you don't think necessarily acting, um, that, but that does help you. Because what it does oh. is it helps you and strengthens your improvisation skills. So when you get on that stage, you might have a script, but sometimes you got to go off script. Sometimes you don't have mm-hmm. you got so, um, so I, I went from theater to doing hosting 
And then I moved to, after I graduated college in 2014, I moved to Orlando, Florida. And I only stayed for a year, but then that's where I started doing background, but in student films. When I moved okay. to Atlanta in 2016 is when I started on. Uh, and mind you, before I even did background, I was already in shows on in web series. Um, okay. Knew about background. I didn't even know I could do it. My the gag is, and I'll never forget my very first show um, that I did background for. I can I won't say the name, but mm -hmm. the very first show I did it on October twenty second because my birthday was the twenty third. It was the next day, and that was October twenty second, two thousand and sixteen. Is when I did my first background. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! What a journey! I love that for you. Yeah, and I did that until right. 2018, so, mm -hmm. so about three years. Um, yeah, and then after that came. And then after. <laughs> Listen, okay. Mm -hmm. Then after that came, you know what? Um, <laughs> so I told you we'd circle back because now that you gave me the theater journey, the background and then we know the speaking roles the mm -hmm. speaking roles let's go back to the ballroom culture okay so when did you first enter that world so okay my my love for storytelling and advocacy mm -hmm is really what placed me into ballroom because um, I had already known about ballroom mm -hmm. because they tried to get me to be a part of it when I was in middle school. And I would, I would say, no, I'm too young. Not even that I'm too young. I'm like, no, I'm focused on school. Like I'm focused on school, I'm focused on school. Mm -hmm. That was always my priority. So after that, when they just knew, okay, you know, child, Tony not, Tony not going for it. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. When I got into school, you know, high school, I started doing theater. And then um, um, I remember I watched a show, a, a play, a musical called Rent. And if anybody yes. knows, know that it's about, you know, these, the lives of these people, during that um, AIDS epidemic. Um, and it really changed my life because it made me think about how storytelling and advocacy like went hand in hand. And it really, it deeply impacted me to where I would Google a lot about like different, like people that was doing advocacy work. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, people that was doing advocacy work, um, a lot of stuff within the nineties. And then I came across a person Name um, Luna, uh, icon now, Hall of Famer icon. At the time, he uh, was Luna Legacy. Uh -huh. And that was a house he created. And so I reached out to Luna in 2009. Uh -huh. And um, we had conversations. And I was just thanking him for all of the work he's done over the years. And, uh -huh. and how he inspired me to want to, you know, do advocacy work within the HIV prevention world. Uh -huh. And he invited me to be a part of his house. And to be his daughter at the time, and so that's how that's how I got started because of my love for storytelling and advocacy, which led me to reach out to him, who was obviously already a part of ballroom, 
and he, you know, he invited me into a house that he opened and created himself. And so that's where it all started for me in 2009. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So it wasn't even necessarily about doing the dance and the pose, and the, it was merely about your advocacy and your want to change the world and HIV prevention. And wow, that's great. Yeah, that's really awesome. And because a lot of times people voguing in ballroom is something that's so larger than life to a lot of people that it attracts them to it and it keeps people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I say ballroom is many, many more things than just voguing, is many, many, many more things than just voguing. I think um, that that's again the the thing that attracts people the most but it's so much more and if you ever get a chance to go to a ball you'll you will get to see firsthand what that's like um i just literally was at a ball a conference and then a ball this this week Um, Mm -hmm. but yesterday was ball and you know we have the category of face right yes ladies were competing for ten thousand dollars just because of their face and how beautiful they are yes Literally ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, and and mind you, women of trans experience are, uh, you know, uh, trans feminine people mm-hmm. are the creators and founders of ballroom. So mm-hmm. we always are. My trans ancestors have always been trailblazers, but in this space, people have always come to see the trans women are in the ballroom space, the femme queens. So. They've always, we've always been what the people came to see. Since the very beginning. Before oh, Vogue was even a thing. And they only had old way and new way. They were, they were coming to watch things. <laughs> they were coming to watch the fashion. And they were coming to watch the runway. Hmm. You know, like they were coming to, they were coming to watch realness and all of that kind of stuff. So before voguing is what we know it to be today, yes. through many evolutions and yes. through all of those evolutions, all of those other categories reign supreme, even still to this day. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I am just so proud of the work that has been done in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was speaking to Monroe earlier, mm-hmm. I asked her and I'll ask you, do mm-hmm. you feel like there is more trans presence or less? Like she said, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you what she said, but um, I want I want you to answer like do you in, in, in the media in the media, in the do you what do you what do you get what do you get the sense of the temperature is? What what do you think? Just yeah, I mean, hands down, way more presence, way more rep- representation um than even five years ago. Like it, it and, and the thing about it is we've been so mind you, let's keep in mind, right? Trans women created ballroom, right? And trans uh-huh. women. Ballroom started in the late 60s. 
So we've been around, I mean, and we can really go back before that, but I'm just speaking in terms of ballroom. So where we created this underground world for ourselves to where we can exist and truly be our authentic selves, right? So mm -hmm. whether the world above ground knew about us or not, we would have always been here in, in, in history and, and whatever else. Um, so the fact that now we are in in shows, we are, we're, um, we're um, you know, in, in fashion, you know, Tracy Africa, she was she was already in fashion and, and doing and a supermodel before they even knew her 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 tea. Sandra Caldwell had already been in, in shows and roots and all of these things before people even knew her tea. So we've always been here and we've always been around. But now we we are more so emboldened to say we are women of trans experience. And that's okay. And we exist and we're we're not going anywhere because we've not ever went anywhere. We've always been here. That's a that's a good point, Tony. That's a good point. Before the tea was clocked, mm -hmm. we were already here. We were mm -hmm. already here. Yeah, there was there was never a time when we weren't here. It's mm -hmm. just that the tea wasn't clocked. That's all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is such a good point. Okay, yeah. that that's is. Right. I, I love that. I love that. That's just like um, people who are in the closet. You know what I'm saying? They're not out. It's not that they aren't here. They're just not out. Yeah. There, there are plenty more that you're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. If you think you're uncomfortable now, if they reveal themselves, you'll run. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, we're everywhere. And a lot of people live stealth lives. And, you know, some people do that for safety. Exactly. Some because, you know, they don't want to be a part of the community because they didn't ask to be a part, you know. Um, but then you have mm. some people that are like, we embrace being a part of the community and we embrace being women of trans experience. And, like, that's okay, too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, as far as the temperature, you know, the, the good with the bad. You know, it's when it comes tough to though. It's tough though, Tony. Like I'm not even a part of the. That's that's another thing. Like I'm mm -hmm. not even a part of the trans experience, and mm -hmm. I, I feel like I get so angry, and mm -hmm. I'm not even trans, but I I don't know. Like I get angry when things happen on the internet. Mm -hmm. Things are said. I'm not going to even bring up because I think you know what I'm talking about. And then Hope Giselle, T.S. or Monroe address it. I'll be in the chats, child. Or something will happen in the community and Hope is out having a rally in Baltimore. I was in the con comments, stand up and fight. like I, Because I feel like if it happens to one person, it's all of us. Like I feel, I mean, like it, I just wish that it was more people mm -hmm. in our community. Like, okay, fine, you're not trans, but shit, you still in the community. Cause you you black. Like, yeah. And, and people tend to forget about that intersection of being black. What look at what black people are facing in America, in the mm -hmm. world, but in America specifically. 
we are all black. We all have different experiences, but we all have a lot of similar experiences too. It's like when you're a trans person and you're going through what you're going through, it's like they are black, our own black community, they erase our blackness and right. forget that we're black too. Um, right. I always think it's interesting. I remember one time I was at a, um, we did a, a, a rally in March for Stonewall a few years ago. And yeah. they had, they were, they gave people mics. Um, and they were yelling out, they were saying all of these names. And when I tell you not now name was a trans person, not now name. And when I tell you it pissed me off so bad. And I said, yeah, we got to stop. Pause the march right here. Because y'all want to come into our space as cis hetero people, which is fine because we need more cis hetero people in the space so we can all fight together so they can have your heart, right? But mm -hmm. don't come into this space saying all of these names and not now one of them be a black woman of trans experience who's out here being murdered and black men of trans experience or just black trans and non-binary people, period. You don't know mm -hmm. one name, but you're in this march. Okay. So that you can be a part of this march because of our intersection of blackness but then within the march you erase or won't say the names of those people who this march is for but right. when we go to black lives matter march we hear these same names and y'all don't say our name not one time so don't think you're gonna come into this space Girl. and not only say other black folks names but not say our names of the murdered and the slain over here nah you got me messed up mm -hmm. you got me messed up I took that mic and I started to say names yes. in our community because that's what y'all are here for. And y'all out here screaming, no justice, no peace. Y'all don't give a... I, can I cuss? Because baby, yes, I don't know. Yes, you can, yes. Y'all don't give a fuck when a black trans woman has been murdered because y'all gonna blame it on her. But y'all are here talking about some no justice, no peace. Y'all don't give a fuck about no justice for no black trans woman that's been murdered. When I tell you that day, it irritated me so much oh because you start to unpack the, the little things yes. that's happening that's really bigger, much bigger, much larger, but it's just what proceeds to them probably in that moment, little things. Don't come over here hollering no justice, no, no peace when you don't mean that for Black trans women. Mm. Don't forget that this is a pride march. Pride. LGBT plus march. So it just, it was so irritated for me. So that's my my thing for Black people. One, none of us, none of us will be free until we're all free. And how do we reach that? We have, to, we have to move in unity. We have to move together because we cannot forget about our intersection of being Black. And that has to be the number one priority for Black people, that we are Black in America. And we have to, we have to stand together, stick together, fight together, together. They forget the Thank together. You. Thank you. I'm yes. sorry. I get real passionate yes. about Yes, girl, listen. This, this is going to be the clip right here, baby. Because, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, And this idea that it's a column and it's like, okay, she is queer, trans. Mm -hmm. Okay, she is black. Like, we're not subhuman. Like, I was telling my role, I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm still black. Like, th there's like this separation of like, well, an other. Like, we've right. become othered. Mm -hmm. 
there's an othering of us and it it truly pisses me off like baby we bleed the same we come from a man and a woman i pay the same motherfucking taxes as you do baby they take medicare and 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 all these social security wages listen we all we all feeding the government money to to pay for shit okay everybody around this motherfucker all right I got to get my license and get my registration and get my inspection, just like y'all. Period. Right. Everybody got to do the same motherfucking thing around here. We all paying $6 for eggs. Okay? Mm-hmm. We all paying $4 for gas. Like, that's what I'm saying. We all having the same experience at the same motherfucking time. At the same time. At the same fucking time. Life is like we can fight for all of these things at the same time. At the same time because the priority is black we're all black having different experiences but some similar and we can fight all of these things at the same the time same when, Bear, when Bear Rustin organized Baby. The march on Washington Bear yes. Rustin was also fighting for LGBT lives as well Bear Hello. Rustin was prioritizing one movement over the other he was he was able to coexist or exist in both and still and- fight and I talked about that on one of my previous shows. Rustin was a a a um confidant to Martin Luther the King. Girl, I, not said Martin Luther the King like Martin coming Luther to the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Martin Luther the King. Okay, <laughs> girl, wait, girl, that's the wine. Wait, girl, now we said Martin Luther the King. Um, but like that was a right hand. For Dr. Martin Luther King, MLK, like the idea that black people do are not black gay people, LGBTQ people have not existed, have not made an impact, have not changed the world is ridiculous. I do not understand the dismissiveness that exists for our people. I do not understand it. it. It just bothers me. How you gonna quote James Baldwin and and be hateful at the same time? Correct. Get out. It's crazy. Correct. So we can't, but anyway, we can we could do that all night, child. But Listen. you know why? Because black, queer, and trans people can entertain the people, but oh, oh. I can't stand on the same side of the street as y'all, but I'll sit over here and laugh and get a giggle. You know and what? Like, oh, you know what? She might be right. You but right. She's a trans child, so I can't go across the street over there with you. You still you're right. Yeah. You right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what's crazy? It's like you know how Beyonce, she celebrated at the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the culture was celebrated. You know, trans, LGBTQ, everything. And I'm like, okay, great. Celebrating in love. Love us. Yes. Love. Okay, y'all didn't learn nothing. Right. Like, and I, I really, and, and, you know, a lot of people feel whatever way they want to feel about that. And, 
people feeling like it could be performative, whatever. I really don't care. Um, because in ballroom, we use mainstream artist music all the time to remix them and make them vote beats. And right. And I back to them. So, yeah. and mind you, it's some songs that I, I didn't even know were mainstream uh, popular music that were in vote beats. And I hear a song and I'm like, wait, that's a Whitney Houston song. I didn't know that. What, 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 what? <laughs> so we using all of these artist songs to remix them and make them vote beats. But when an artist they do the same thing with our music, but uh -huh. then not only do it, but give us the credit for it, and then it's still a problem with people. I just be like, right. yeah, we don't need to celebrate the, the positivity and what she did on all of them stages everywhere right. around the world yes. was something that we absolutely appreciated and mm -hmm. deserve to have, especially with somebody with her magnitude of stardom. I agree. That's what we're going to choose to focus on. I agree. I, that's right. I don't care. Exactly. I agree. Okay, Miss Ma'am. So let's get into, and I appreciate you for the passion that, because, honey, yes, like I was, I'm, I listen, girl, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get out and get to marching and yelling with you. Okay. Grab the megaphones. I need to come down to Georgia. We need to get out there, girl. Um, so I appreciate you for being just as passionate as I am about that because I really am. Um, thank you and thank you for sharing ballroom, ballroom world with me. Um, I would love to talk more about that because I just love it. Um, so but it's 37 minutes in and I know your time is precious, but I do want to talk about your upcoming project, ma'am. You look beautiful honey beautiful in the in the photos in the promotional photos for it i saw the um the uh promotional um what is that the, the trailer yes the trailer so mm -hmm. the promotional trailer for chasing reality mm -hmm. yes please tell us about this project yeah, so Chasing Reality is one of the, not one of, but the largest, um, if I'm not mistaken, but from what I've been told, the largest um, LGBTQ plus web, web reality series um, that's on YouTube. Um, so if you don't know, um, go check out Chasing Reality's channel, subscribe and watch the shows. They have Chasing Atlanta, which is the show I'm on. We're um, on season six. Um, they have Chasing Dallas and they also have Chasing LA. So um, it has expanded to other cities as well. Well, those cities, and it may expand to more. But uh, I was asked to come on for uh, season six. I've been scared of reality for a long time because, you know, in my earlier days um, of getting into the industry-ish, because I don't feel like I'm really all the way in, but, you know, we'll get there. Um <laughs> They always said, "Don't if you're an actor, don't do reality because they they won't take you serious." And I just oh, feel like yeah. kind of like in a new day and age. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, this time around, I said, "Okay, Tony, what do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. But what do you have to gain? A bigger platform for people who who don't know me um, to see me and and become familiar with me, and then you know that could lead them to the other things that I'm doing in life that can lead to Very booking." True or, you know, appearances or advocacy work or whatever, like it can lead to so many possibilities. So me not doing it because I'm scared of what the industry might think, child, please. 
<laughs> please. Um, we're all um, trying to, you know, make it. And it, mm-hmm. it, it now, now don't get me wrong, don't compromise who you are and what you feel and what you believe. Right. But um, if it's something that you feel like is going to help expand your brand and open opportunities, why not? So that's what I went into this season and doing. And I feel like with this season, you get to see, um, because I couldn't really showcase the acting side of things because we're on strike. Um, right. I was able to show different areas of my life. So ballroom, you know, chosen family. You know, I did a little modeling child. I don't consider myself okay. a little Not a little pose. You know, <laughs> Some advocacy work and um, yeah, I just you just got you just got a sense of who I who I am outside of when when Tony's not acting, what is she doing? And so that's I love that. And some surgeries, um, you get to see that happen. Really? Um, yeah. Um, what else? So yeah, you just really get to see that. And so it the first episode premiered last Wednesday. Um, and it'll come on every Wednesday, I believe, at eight, eight, um, eight Eastern, seven Central. I believe is the time, um, that it'll come on every Wednesday. But yeah, if you're not, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, I was at the when I was at the ball yesterday, somebody recognized me from the show, so I'm like, well, see, see, it It opens up people's eyes, okay? You know, it's only been three days. For the first episode, there's already 103,000 views right now. So, um, oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Me and uh, oh, I need to tell me and Tanika because we need to get on, hop on StreamYard and uh, share the screen so we can watch. Yeah, it's a really good show, and people really pay attention and watch okay. it. Will do, and I definitely will put that on the timeline and be like, uh, hello, <laughs> Pink Posse. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, we don't play about the cast, child. Listen, we yeah. be promoting everything. <laughs> no, y'all really do. Y'all are amazing, honestly. And I don't think I've ever seen I don't think I've ever seen a group of individuals that committed and dedicated to like not even just the show, but beyond the show. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are truly amazing. And honestly, and I know. I can speak for everybody and just how much we appreciate y'all just just showing so much gratitude because y'all don't have to y'all really don't yeah y'all welcome don't worry baby i'm about to get on this get on this timeline right now y'all didn't know that episode was out if y'all don't get to go on and watch that episode of our good sis tony right now yes it's it's (laughs) definitely out the first one out okay okay I'm about to get. I'm about to give them their orders, Tony. We about to get okay. on it, girl. We about to get on it. Don't worry. We be trying to keep up with all y'all. <laughs> I but, have to do better with posting it on my actual store or my actual yes. post because they sent me the clips. But when I can do it on my phone, and so I I can't figure out how to download it to my phone. So I said, okay, when I get back to my laptop, I'm gonna download it on my laptop. Oh, and okay. Or drop it to my mm-hmm. phone. So I can yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Like socials, like I stay busy. So I, I just mm-hmm. be everywhere. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll make sure to put it on there. So I guess for a closing, ma'am, mm-hmm. I want to ask you five years from now, mm-hmm. five years, where do you see 
Miss Tony Rice in five years? What do you um, see yourself? Hopefully, you know, a series regular. That's mm-hmm. my dream. Um, I've always been more focused on, you know, TV side of things versus film. Um, and that's mainly because I think one, one that's consistent work season to season, you know, and right. also when we think about visibility and I think for, for trans people, it's important to be visible. So you get to see me week to week, you know, season to season, um, episode to episode. So, um, that's always what I prioritize, but I 100% would, would hope and pray that I'm a series regular on, you know, one of these amazing, you know, shows being, if not already created, being created, who knows? Now that the writers are back, congratulations, WGA. Thank you. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, more, I, I hope to, to be more satisfied and pleased within my transition. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like the person I'm looking at is not fully, um, is not fully representing my divine feminine yet. You know, okay. so I hope I hope to reach that. Um, I don't think there's ever this complete person per se, but I do think there's a, a point where you you're satisfied and you're happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that. And <laughs> oh, I think the other main. Main two things, maybe move into another city. I don't really like Atlanta, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. So hopefully in a, in a new city. But you have a city in mind that you like? Because I, I love New York, but I'm scared to live in New York. Excuse me, because I feel like if um, if I don't make it, it's going to be scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. New York is, is, yeah, it's a different beast of a city. Um, mm-hmm. And LA, I'm kind of scared of LA because of the, the earthquakes and all of that stuff. I don't know, that scared me a little too much. Yeah, I lived there and went through went through quite a few earthquakes. A huge one, huge one years ago when I lived and then there. That, it was that, a that thing, thing that, yeah, that, that scares yeah. me. Just thinking about if that was to happen. Oh, I don't know. But I live in Texas, so you know we go through hurricanes and tornadoes and floods. Oh, I don't know the earthquake really. Like it was like, whoa, this is scary. But I don't know. I really was like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. and then you know, living being from St. Louis, you know, everything Gulf Coast makes its way on up. So yes, definitely get all of it. The 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 even her- earthquakes really because of t- men- t- Tennessee. There's a fault line yep. in Tennessee and Memphis. So I remember we had an earthquake when I was in high school, and I, I woke up like, "Oh, child, okay." <laughs> that earthquake went right back to sleep. Uh huh. Yeah, I think those are the main two things to be more right. satisfied and happy with them. My transition, and you know, hopefully a series regular, um, and, and just those continue to flourish in my career. And yeah. I have so many, those, I have so many, so many more things I want to do. Will those things happen in five years? Probably not, but I do have a lot that I want to do. And and those things that you said are perfectly fine. Like, have those two things or three things rather, mm-hmm. right? You never want to have too many goals yeah. to try to attain because- 
life always life so just having a few just having just having a few and taking those steps um like you said loving on yourself more to where you feel more in your divine feminine energy and everything else like i i completely understand i feel like i'm going through a, a moment of like I don't know, like, you know, this is me. Like, I'm going to rock the short hair. I'm very, I don't know. I'm not a stud. I'm not, I've always been very kind of, you know how back in the day they'd be like, oh, you're a tomboy. You're just a tomboy. Mm -hmm. You're just a tomboy. And the whole time you're going, I really like girls, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, but it's like, I'm like, I'm not a stud and they would be like, oh, oh, you a soft stud. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then now I'm coming into this whole thing of like, maybe, I don't know what I'm going through, (laughs) but maybe in five years, (laughs) listen, maybe I'm like you, five Mm. years, maybe Maybe I'm settling into my masculine energy in five years. I don't know. Let it do what it do and see where it goes. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Listen. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, okay? (laughs) It'll work itself out. It'll work itself out indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Please tell the people where they can find you, Tony. You can find me on all social media, um, the T-H-E Tony, T-O-N-I, Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E. So the Tony Bryce or the Tony Bryce. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can catch me, you know, on Wednesdays on Chasing Atlanta. Um, on the Chasing Reality YouTube channel. So make sure you go subscribe to that. And, um, you know, child, hopefully after this strike is over, you can catch me on somebody's show. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting paid fairly. Hello. Okay. AMPTP, AMPTP, whatever. I need y'all to come on because y'all pissing me off. Y'all are being G-R-E-E-D-Y. Okay. Y'all need to get back to the table and negotiate with SAG after so these people can get back to work. Everybody got to eat. That and 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 also what I'll say too is, you know, we're in we're in fall and you know it gets dark earlier. I was just driving yes. to seven and I was like, dang, it's dark and it's only seven. Um, mm-hmm. and I know like seasonal depression is really like this that time. Yes. So to all my p- people in general. But specifically, you know, to my my storytellers, like just, you know, create some avenues to, to, to stay active and flexing your mus- mu- muscle and, um, you know, to stay creative or in a creative space. Because with this strike still happening, fall is here, it's getting darker, faster. We don't have as much sun. Baby, that seasonal depression will stay in and yeah, so it'll true. be really scary real fast. So just take care of yourself and um yeah. That is such a good that is such a good uh thing to say, Tony. Thank you.